I feel like week three was insane for football. And now we're kind of starting to get a glimpse. Hmm, who should we pay attention to? The Rams? David Carr from the Raiders? I feel like there's just so many key players that are blossoming right now. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. You know, I just like when, you know how every episode is brought to you by the iced coffee in my cup. And I went to the store and I purchased the iced coffee that already had the creamer in it and the flavor. Y'all, this coffee's nasty. I just, I cannot even deal when the coffee's not good. How am I supposed to successfully complete a podcast episode if my coffee's not good? So please, if you're drinking your coffee, I hope it tastes better than mine. It just doesn't taste, like it doesn't have any sugar. I don't know. I need sugar. It's been a tough week. It's been a tough like year, right? So luckily we have football, ladies and gentlemen. So I am so excited to dive in and talk a little bit about week three, talk a little bit about some of the highlights and things that have gone down. But first let's get into our quick fire topic because we are on episode six and I really want to talk about Big Ben. You know who that is. Big Ben, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to pose a question because I thought about this the other day after watching numerous videos of him falling down on the field. Please go back. and uh, I'm, I'm terrible because I'll start laughing before I complete the sentence. You have to go back and watch it. He just falls. I think he got rid of the ball, but he just falls. And you're just like, oh, okay. There was no one around him. No one pushed him. No one tackled him. He just falls. And you're like, well, are we sure Big Ben can go the distance? I mean, it's rumored that he's injured again or at least getting over an injury. Um, that he has some issues. I don't know if it was his shoulder or what. I'm telling you, I'm, it's hard keeping up with all these NFL player injuries. It seems like every week I have more than 10 players, more than 10, that have a problem. And you're just like, good God. Now I understand this is a full contact sport, one of the most aggressive full contact sports, so I respect that. But Big Ben stays injured. Um, I'm not sure confidently if he can go the distance. The Bengals beat the Steelers 24 to 10. Now, mind you, the Bengals been playing uh, here or there. I'm still rooting for Joe Burrow, but to be fair, he seems like ever since he tore his ACL, MCL, he hasn't been 100%. But to be fair, I think anyone who says they're 100% in the NFL hasn't really played because I don't feel like you can be 100%. You can debate me about that, but that's my take on it. But good old Big Ben. Big Ben, he looks tired. I mean, even though he has Chase Claypool, can we just talk a second about him and just how he is just making the most magnificent catches? I think Big Ben needs to be happy he's out there because that guy is like doing magic with catching the ball. So I really want to toss that out there. I want to hear from you. We officially, such a great announcement real quick before I dive into our headliner topics. Amazing announcement, www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com is live. You can now go to the website. You can see interviews I've done with NFL players or highlights. You can also listen to some of the latest episodes for the podcast there. It's amazing. Uh, you know, 
I just want everybody to go visit there. You can also send me your questions. So now there's a direct place for you to send me your questions. So visit www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com. I'll drop it in the comments as well in the description for this episode. Click on it. Send me your thoughts. Do you think Big Ben is washed up? Do you think he's done? Do you think he can go the distance? Send me your questions and those who send me their questions and or comments, I will read it on my next episode. That's right. You have your username or whatever, you know, name you want to give me. And I'm going to say it on the podcast and we're going to talk a little bit about your take on things. So go drop through there, go visit it, go subscribe. It's absolutely amazing. And thank you also, more big news, for 2,000 downloads. Actually, it's more than 2,000 now, but thank you. Thank you so much. I know I'm taking up an extra like two, three minutes, but I just had to share these announcements and share the great news of getting over 2,000 downloads. We reached over 1,000 in less than 30 days. Thank you so much. This is just me and my computer and my microphone talking about football and the research I do. So, you know, hopefully I get put on maybe one of those cool headliner podcasts with some former players and I can really dive in, keep rooting for me. I appreciate you all. I'm able to do this because of you. So thank you so much. Now, I know you're like, Ashley, hey, let's get back to football. <laughs> I'm going to get back to football. So let's talk about our main head topics. The Bucks lost to the Rams, y'all. 24 to 34. Did anyone else feel like Tom Brady on that sideline looked ticked off? I want to say I want to say another word, but he looked mad. And I really feel for the Patriots this week because I feel like Tom Brady's going to go ham. I feel like he's going to put up like six or seven touchdowns. I don't know. I might be overzealous, but I really feel like when Tom Brady gets mad, it's it's a really scary thing for everyone else involved. And I I really want to say the Rams are starting to look like Super Bowl contenders. I really want to put that out there because looking at their defense, looking at their offense, you have to remember that, you know, McVay traded Stafford and never looked back. He picked up a new quarterback, a quarterback that can connect so well with Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. Yeah, he traded for Stafford. Don't don't get mad at me. Don't send me messages. Actually, get the information right. I'm going to get it right. Sorry. So he traded. He got rid of Jared Goff, got Matthew Stafford, and now the connection between Stafford and Cooper Cup is crazy. Stafford threw for 343 yards and four touchdowns. And then Cooper Cup came in with nine receptions, two of those touchdowns. And 96 yards, that duo is absolutely insane, the things that they're able to do. And McVay on the sideline just looked in awe of winning that game, being able to beat Super Bowl contenders, the Bucks, being able to beat the reigning Super Bowl champion, excuse me, as of right now, and to walk away with a dub is absolutely amazing. I feel like the Bucks defense is really struggling. I think they had some injuries in their secondary with a lot of their cornerbacks, some of which, too, I believe they had just um, no. So a lot of injuries with their cornerbacks. I was about to get them mixed up with the 49ers. Let me not do that. But their secondary has a lot of work that needs to be done, including one of their main key players on the offensive line, which is really good at protecting Tom Brady. They were missing a lot of key players on their defense and their front line. So we're really hoping to see as some of those people transition back onto the field. Maybe they'll get their rhythm back because I already said it. I said it in the first few episodes. I don't feel like I'm looking at the Super Bowl reigning defense right now. Like this is the defense that won the Super Bowl. Todd Bowles needs to figure out a new strategy, a new plan, because what you're doing is not working. Like you are allowing those teams to come through and score too many points and there's not a big enough gap. Doesn't work if they keep scoring 
And also, you're not picking off anything. I Listen, I said this on my website. I'm going to say it again. If two hands touch the ball, that ball should have been caught. I'm going to repeat it one more time for those in the back that didn't hear me. If two hands touch the ball, that ball should have been caught. I've seen it too many games where the defense or whomever it is tries to pick it off, two hands touch that ball, or it's just a wide receiver, two hands touch the ball and they go down, but the ball's all the way outside near like the the stadium workers. I'm just like, wait a minute. You touched that ball with two hands and you didn't catch it. You didn't bring it in. You didn't dive with it. All the other stuff I see them do in the end zone and they can't do some magical stuff with catching these balls. Y'all, if I see that one more time, I'm going to lose it. So that's the Bucks. Hopefully the Bucks have their first loss. Everyone said they thought they were going to go 20, you know, listen, I have this weird superstition. Okay. I'm going to share this with y'all. Me, my sister and I have this superstition. You got to lose at least one game. You have to. I don't care about wanting a perfect season because you'll get a perfect season and then you'll get all the way to the Super Bowl and then you'll lose. We saw that happen with other teams. You have to lose one game. In our losses is where we learn the most. In our failures or our setbacks is where we can gain momentum. It's what you choose to do with it. So this is going to fire the Bucks up and they're going to tear everybody else up from here on out or they're going to continue to struggle. Only one of two things is going to happen after this. So that's my rule of thumb. I'm glad they lost the game. I did not want them to go 20-0. I didn't think they were going to go 20-0. I said somebody's going to beat them, whether it's by a margin or whatever. So we'll see what they do in week four. But moving on to the 49ers, y'all. Listen, y'all know I'm 49ers faithful. On this podcast here, and Not Your Average Cheerleader, as the host, Ashley Gibbs, I will never bet against the 49ers. That's my team. Even if I truly, in my heart of hearts, know that the other team will beat them, I'm still not going to bet against them. I'm still going to root for them. So I did that. I actually predicted them to win. Of course, they didn't. They almost did, though. They played the Green Bay Packers, and Green Bay only beat the 49ers 30-28 to in the last, like, 90 seconds of the game. You were talking about something amazing. The 49ers successfully moved that ball down the field. Great things happen, Jimmy G, when you pass George Kittle the ball. I just want to say that. Great things happen when you give George Kittle the ball. George Kittle gained us all those yards, finally got the ball in Debo Samuel's hands, and then we finally got it to, I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like, wow, I sound really bad on this podcast. Hold on. It's like J-U-S-C-K-Y-E, I think. Or I'm, I'm, I'm misspelling it possibly, but I call him, uh, I call him, um, Juice. That's literally what I call him because it's, he's the fullback for the 49ers. And they thought they misread. So the Green Bay Packers defense misread the last play that the 49ers were making. They thought they were going to give it to George Kittle, the tight end. And instead they gave it to the fullback, Juice, and he just, ran that ball right in there. That guy is unstoppable. So glad they renewed his contract. That was magic to play. I know that was a Kyle Shanahan call. I feel like it was. I feel like Kyle Shanahan was behind that whole thing. But that guy is really, really good. I love that sneak play that it's kind of like a sneak play the 49ers do where you think they're going to do one thing and they hand juice the ball and he runs it right in into the end zone. So I'm really, really excited for the 49ers. I love what I saw. We're still struggling on our defense a bit. And here's what I mean by that. Not only did we leave too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers to come back out there and do his thing because he's on his A game. That's like leaving extra time on the clock for Tom Brady. You don't do that. Those are just things you don't do. 
And so we did that. That was mistake one. Mistake two was Devontae Adams down there about maybe I want to say around what, 10 to to 20 yards, give or take down. Aaron Rodgers drops back. Mind you, Devontae Adams is surrounded by cornerbacks and none of them cover him. So Aaron Rodgers is able to throw the ball directly to Adams and he caught it and all they needed was a field goal. So they got them in field goal range. And that was honestly the craziest thing on defense I've ever seen. How you have all those people down there guarding this guy, but none of them are actually covering him. They're just standing around with all this gap space between them and the person who's about to catch the ball. That really ticked me off. I feel like that that mistake cost us the game. That's my two cents. I don't care what you say. That Go back and watch the highlight plays. You'll see them. They're all like, like a semicircle, hanging around Devontae Adams, and literally no one's covering him, though. When it's like, catch the ball... He goes down. No one even tries to tackle him. It was like a waste. I was just so mad. I was, it was like 1030 at night, 1030, 11 o'clock. I'm yelling at my iPad. I'm just like, my neighbors are going to get pissed at me because I'm just yelling and screaming at this thing. And I mean, when I got hype, when we finally scored, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a chance we can actually win this thing. I was like up running around the dark. It was, I, you couldn't see anything. I hurt my toe. Like I jumped up, like yelped when we scored and like running around my place and I hurt my toe in the process and I started limping back to my bed and we wasted it only to not guard him. Our defense needs some help. Now we got two of our cornerbacks back from injury. I'm hoping now that they can get into practice this week get better at guarding with all the god darn penalties. I'm getting upset. I'm trying not to curse y'all because I was, oh Lord, I was cursing up a storm that game. Um, I'm trying to learn better, control, you know, my manners. And hopefully they get in practice and we get our defense back up to par. I'm waiting for Nick Bosa to do something. Like I thought he was going to like sack freaking Aaron Rodgers. They kept putting the camera on him and he had that look in his eye. And I was like, okay, he's about to do something that's going to get us game. So Nick Bosa, you owe me a sack. You do. You owe me one. It's going to come when it really needs to count. And so I just want to put that on your radar as well. You owe me that. You heard it here first. So that was my take on that game. Again, 49ers faithful. It was still a good game. That was a really good game. Those are the kind of games I enjoy watching where it gets down to the wire. Your anxiety's high. You're walking around pacing back and forth. You're praying to whoever you pray to. You're sitting there like with your drink in your hand. You're chewing on wings. You're trying to go outside and go for a while. Whatever you need to do to get through the last 90 seconds of the game because it's so close. That is my favorite type of games because it, it really, I have to keep my inhaler nearby because sometimes it'll like get your heart racing, um, which is my favorite. So of course, as you know, on this podcast episode, I normally make predictions. So for week three, I got 10 out of 15 right. I was a little bit shocked with some of the results. I'm not even gonna lie to you, um, but I got 10 out of 15 right. So in week three, I predicted the Packer, uh, the 49ers would beat the Packers, of course, because I don't bet against my own team. Packers won. I predicted the Panthers would beat the Texans. I was right. Um, I said the Steelers would beat the Bengals. I was just dead wrong. I was like, good grief. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> please go watch that video of Big Ben just falling down. <laughs> please go watch it. Do it for me and then send me a comment on the website so I can kind of get your take on it. Um, I predicted the Titans would beat the Colts. I was right. I said the Chiefs would beat the Chargers and they didn't. So listen, Justin Herbert, 
who I predicted last season was going to be a breakout um, rookie character, uh, rookie player, and he was, still is. For them to beat Patrick Mahomes and company, that's the second game in a row the Chiefs have lost. Now, it's still early in the season. I don't count anyone out because you have to remember, remember last year, the Bucks lost how many games and still went to the Super Bowl. So let's all relax. If your team lost a few games, it's all right. It's how they're playing and whether they'll finally get the magic, hopefully by week five, and know what they're doing. That's what most Kansas City fans are probably hoping right now. Patrick Mahomes in that game did too much with the ball. Like, there was just stuff that was unnecessary. We get it. You're good. You're great. Now focus on the mechanics. Focus on the basics. Focus on just moving the ball down the field, paying attention to what's going on, and making the moves you need to make. That's it, because that's what the Chargers were doing, and that's why they beat you. That's it. They weren't doing anything crazy special. Justin Herbert was just finding his wide receivers wide open and making good plays. The basics of football. So that I was actually shocked because I predicted the Chiefs to win and I was wrong. I said the Ravens would beat the Lions. They did. I said the Patriots would beat the Saints. They did, oddly enough. I said the Cardinals would beat the Jaguars. Of course, I never like go against Kyler Murray, but in this week four, I probably will. I said the Bucks would beat the Rams. I was wrong. I said the Seahawks would beat the Vikings. I was wrong. The Vikings won that game. Anybody else shocked about that? You know what my issue is with Russell Wilson. He's such a great quarterback, and he has weapons. That's not his issue. It's just consistency. It's like one minute he'll play a dynamite game, and the next game he'll be like, what is happening here? So it's, that's my two cents on that. Um, I said the Cowboys would beat the Eagles. I was right. Listen, y'all better stay woke on these Cowboys. I think they're trying to sneak in there, and I think that they'll sneak just far enough until I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to break down any Cowboys fans. Respect to all of you. I just think that they're playing well right now until they won't be playing well anymore. I don't know what it will be. It's how much momentum you have. I'm really glad to see them win games, really showcase what they got going on. Their running game is very, very good, not to mention Dak Prescott threw an amazing pass. What injury? That's all I got to say is what injury? Because he threw that pass with that beautiful power behind it, and it went exactly where it needed to go. And, like, he threw his towel up to the fans. And I was like, dang, I couldn't get a towel. Dear Dak Prescott, can I get a signed towel or, like, just a towel with, like, your number on it? If anybody's listening to this that um, has contacts, can you see if you can get me, like, a Dak Prescott towel? Um, because I was hoping to be in that audience to get a towel. And then that guy snatched it up from that little kid. Get that little kid that towel. Um, so they were happy. They won. I know my sister's happy. I said the Raiders would beat the Dolphins. They did. The Broncos would beat the Jets. They did. The Browns would beat the Bears. They did. And the Falcons would beat the Giants. And they did. If the Falcons didn't beat the Giants, y'all, I would have been like, you need to reevaluate everything. All of it. That would have been my two cents for that. So I got 10 out of 15, right? Mainly because some stuff was shocking. So I'm going to be a little bit radical with my predictions for week four. Let's go ahead and dive into that. Uh, the Seahawks versus the 49ers here on Not Your Average Cheerleader. Again, I never bet against the 49ers because I am a 49ers faithful fan. And they have these cool metallic gold, like uh, metallic gold helmets that they came out with. And I've tweeted the 49ers seven times to try to get a gold helmet. I was like, what do I got to do? What website do I have to go to? Like, I really, really want one. So I'm just, I say stuff on this podcast because you just never know who's listening I really, there's like two things I want. I want a signed t-shirt or (laughs) towel from Dak Prescott. And I want that gold metallic helmet from the 49ers. Listen, I'll keep trying, y'all. I'll keep trying. 
um, the Jags versus the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals just because maybe they got their rhythm back. Maybe they're they're picking up on something. Chiefs versus the Eagles. I'm going to pick the Chiefs because if Chiefs can't beat the Eagles the way Justin Hurts is playing, is it Jalen Hurts? Is J- I messed up his first name. I'm so sorry. The way Hurts is playing, I'll just say his last name. I just – I. I don't know what to tell you at that point. Kansas City better reevaluate some things today. I I feel good that they'll beat them. Washington versus the Falcons. I'm going to pick the Falcons just because Washington right now has some quarterback issues. So I really feel, well, they have um, Heineke. So I really don't, he's played better than Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick is injured. So I don't know. I'm still going to go with the Falcons though. Maybe Matt Ryan will make some magic happen with what he's got going on. Um, Titans versus the Jets. Of course, I'm going to pick the Titans. <laughs> Who picks the Jets? Um, Cowboys versus the Panthers. I pick the Cowboys, but don't stay woke on those Panthers because right now, uh, listen, just stay woke. Giants versus the Saints. I pick the Saints. Um, Alvin Kamara, shout out to you. You helped me win my fantasy football last week. Just dominated, even though two of the teams on my fantasy football lost. I still won. Um, the Browns versus the Vikings. I chose the Vikings. Just because I just feel like if you could beat the Seahawks, you got something going on there. So I picked the Vikings. I went radical with that one and picked the Vikings. The Lions versus the Bears. I chose the Bears, of course. The Texans versus the Bills. I chose the Bills. Of course, Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs. You just got so much going on with that defense. I think they're finally getting their rhythm back. I really want to see them go all the way. I, I feel like they're like the the comeback kids that nobody's paying attention to after last season. And not to mention, Texans, if you don't find something with your quarterback fast, you are going to be down there with the Jets. And we don't want you down there with the Jets. Okay? So figure it out. Um, The Colts versus the Dolphins. I chose the Colts. Cardinals versus the Rams. Of course I chose the Rams. We're really going to see, I think, I hope everybody's watching the tape and paying attention to what the Rams are doing because they're doing something unique and special, not just offensively, but also defensively. Offensively, sometimes it takes them a quarter or to get their rhythm going. But once Stafford gets his rhythm and connects with Cooper Cup, connects with all the people on his team, it's really, really great. Um, Steelers versus the Packers. Of course, I'm going to pick the Packers. Did you see Big Ben fall? Um, the Ravens versus the Broncos. I chose the Ravens. The Bucks versus the Pats. This is the game everybody's waiting for. Because uh, what did uh, Julian Edelman call it on Inside Inside the NFL? He called it the the GOAT versus the GOAT Bowl or something like that. I'm not sure if I got those words 100% right. It's like the GOAT's Super Bowl. Because the GOAT of all coaches, Bill Belichick, versus the GOAT of all co- quarterbacks, Tom Brady. So, it like, everyone keeps saying, oh, possibly the Pats are going to win. Listen, there is no way. I'm going to say this on this podcast. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct myself and I'll own it and I'll issue an apology. There is no way that Tom Brady's going to go back to the stadium, back to the franchise that basically he dominated with in the NFL, that fans will never sell his jersey and lose. His whole legacy is basically there. He's not going to go back in there and lose. He's probably preaching to the defense right now. You need to get your act together because we're not going to New England to lose. He's not going to let that happen. His jersey's hanging up alongside all the championships they won because of him. He broke his own record from there. There's no way he's going to go back there and lose. You're going to have everybody wearing a jersey number 12 
for Tom Brady just because they got him back in the stadium. They say, yo, we get our tail whipped by Tom Brady today. It's just so good to have him back. That's what everyone's going to say. So, yes, I'm going to pick the Bucks And the Raiders versus the Chargers, I'm going to pick the Raiders. I feel like no one's talking about the Raiders, and they should be. I'm just going to leave that right there because Carr is playing. He needs to be in the conversation of QBs right now the way he's playing. Utilizing, I, I, granted, I understand the coaching and how the coach kind of tears him down a little bit, but he takes it in stride. Carr, I understand how you feel, man. I know what it's like to be great at what you do or at least be good at what you do and really showcase those skills game in and game out and still have people be like, oh, no. So I'm rooting for, you know, the Raiders low key because I just feel like they have some magic going on there every time I get to watch them play. They make the games fun to watch. So that's going to be my two cents. We'll be back next week to see how close I am. I'm really hoping I'm going to start getting these right, but you just never know. There's always a twist. And y'all know me as a published author. I love a good plot twist. So again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for over 2000 downloads. Thank you for seven countries listening in. Thank you so much for the subscriptions. Head on over to www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com and send your comments, send your questions. I really want to hear from you all and I create a platform so I could. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye.